Good evening, November Good Fox evening, Shop. everyone. Welcome to the show. Welcome Whoa. to the show. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Cool Sign Chewbacca. Hi, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're obviously joined not... by Stuart this week. Hi, Stuart. Yes. Hello. How are we all? Welcome. Fine, thank you. How are you? I hear you've got this thank horrible you. cold that's going around. Yeah, you guys cancelled last week and it must have just digitally transferred to me. Digitally transferred. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, oh, it's horrible. Uh, I'm still still suffering with it ever so slightly. Just oh, like yeah, it don't, week. It don't yeah, feel yeah. like a normal cold. It's just it's just everything's just blocked. It's worse. Yeah. But yeah. It's worse than a normal cold. But hashtag never quit. You gotta just keep going. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather I'd rather be ill at work than ill sat at home bored, so yeah, I'd rather not be ill, but there's only two sides to a coin. If it lands on its edge, we're all dead anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something's gone seriously wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh hi Rooftop Rambo, Les, John, Daniel Brewer, Matthew McCarthy, welcome, welcome. Um, we're obviously gonna be talking to Stu this evening. Uh Stu aka uh Patriot. Uh Instagram is at one legion dot uk underscore patriot. Um, if anyone has any questions for Stu, please feel free to throw them in the chat. You can do so by just typing away. But if you can add a little cue at the beginning of it, it just helps me find them as we're going through the show. And we're not still crying about man flu, Kenny. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all better um, now. Yeah. Well, some about. of us are. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, do you, want to, uh, do you want to give us just a bit of an introduction as to who you are? A little bit of background about how you got into Airsoft? Oof. Um that could probably a talk uh, a video in its own. So, um, <laughs> so uh, airsoft wise, how I got into airsoft was a mate of mine, probably fifteen plus years ago. Went, you'll enjoy this, and gave me a Famas and a G three, um, and we used to play in a field, not an actual field. It was a legitimate place. We weren't just running around a field, uh, and we used to go up there. It was about six months to a year just before um, Yukara and all that sort of started. So um, I was about three months too late in buying my first riff before I had to get Yukara. But uh, that's about how long ago it started. So we're talking Tokyo Marui G3 that sort of flexed in the middle whilst you were shooting it. Um, a FAMAS where you filled the BBs in the back end. Um mm. And all that kind of stuff, and you just ran around the woods and had a fantastic time. Um, that was shortly after, sort of during, sort of towards the end of my military career. So I left school uh, after my A levels and joined the military. I was uh, a reamy, so for people who don't know what it is, I was a big spanner wanker. So I used to fix tanks. Um, <laughs> So you get little ones and big ones. So I used to fix tanks, did that for 10 years. And then uh, I could see where the sort of military was going at the time. So all the tours and everything were winding down and it was all going to be uh, a very, very different animal to what was going on at the time. So I thought, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it now. Whilst you're in, you're a, you've got things called learning credits. Um, mm -hmm. And if you don't use them, when you get out, you can use them up to 10 years after. So what I did, um, I used my learning credits to go to university as a mature student. Um, so they paid for all my tuition fees. I got grants and, and did the loans that way, but I didn't have any of the nine grand a year fees that you have like that. As really? long as you haven't got a degree already, they'll pay for your first degree. Uh, so I did a degree in photography. Towards the end of that, I started doing part-time at Patrol Base, 
which spiraled into full-time at patrol base <laughs> uh, and now doing so i do the youtube i do the presenting um and then that led into proving grounds so i also manage run uh, um a full-time well full-time once a month site um which sort of ties into probably the main theme of this of the milsim thing um and everyone asking how do you get into milsim and i was like just go do one so i created a site that was a sliver <laughs> that sounds really aggressive just do one just go yeah, do one, do it. Do one. everyone everyone, everyone frets about it. everyone frets about it and thinks oh i've got to have this kit i've got to have this i've got to have no you don't you absolutely do not you can go and especially if you're up for you can go with a t-shirt and shorts and just be a dick and you'll yeah. have a great time but yeah i've tried to make that short but it went really really long no it's cool yeah, um, right, so before we roll into sort of the more hardcore questions, should we uh, should we do a little bit of news? Let's do some yeah. news. News. See, we have all Yay. the mod cons. Where's all? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a couple of bits of news this week. So uh, AATV, they've turned five years old. So congratulations. Well, congratulations. Uh, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so well done to them. Uh, Gorilla Air, Soft Radio uh, are going to be no more. Yeah. This isn't. This is just sounding like a literal <laughs> just sound bites um, with, with audio afterwards. But um, no, Gorilla Air, Soft Radio apparently are, are not going to be broadcasting from. No, but two of them are going to move over to do something else. So that would be interesting. Yeah. So they, they've they started a new there. podcast called Coming in Hot. Um. Which I think as, is more of a. Uh, is that a little bit tangent. like Dolly FM? Possibly. Coming in your ears. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I, I think they're more of a, a, a tangent in, in terms of sort of their previous content. It's just the two of them. Um, so if you if you're a fan of Gorilla Airsoft Radio, then coming in hot might be uh, one for you. However. Looking at Gorilla Airsoft Radio's Facebook page, it does appear that there's some sort of sneaky possible it's still going to continue. I'm not sure. Um, there was a there was a photo that they posted up of a beer bottle, um, which says, uh, oh, what was the word? Uh, Rumours of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Stay tuned. So hmm. what that means, not sure, but we will uh, we will wait and see. Um, and yeah, the other bit of news I wanted to share is I wanted to give a big shout out to Digger who has become uh, one of our subscribers on our Buy Me A Coffee. So thank you very much. Much appreciated. Yep. Um, thank you very much for the support. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh, and, um... a, let's do a support. The digger. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... um, and is it Alpha Group? Alpha Legion? Mm-hmm. They've, uh... Chief, yeah. Yeah. Chief 001 has... Um... Looks like he's packed it in, so um, farewell to a very good player. Um, hope he's uh, only having a little break from it all and hopefully see him uh, out on the field soon. I'm sure the uh, the lads will probably, there'll be some offshoots, offshoot groups from them because they're all very good players. Um, but hopefully that's not the end of all of them uh, in the hobby. Hmm. What other um, news is there? Well, there's a yeah. uh, walk. If you if you like walk helmets, they're gone. Uh, so walk helmet oh. have got a military contract, uh, and the walk helmets are no more. 
Oh, so they call. Okay. Oh. If, if, yeah, so um, if you ever come into our new shop, whenever it opens, we have uh, <laughs> we we got given um, a police one of their walk helmets about three four years ago. Um, it's exactly the same. It's just got loads more mesh inside it. So we've got one of them on show. Um, but yeah, they uh, they announced last week that they are going into military slash police only. So you will not be able to buy walk helmets anymore. Oh. But I knew they were popular, well, so so if you see one, grab it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're now gonna everyone's gonna buy one as a collector's yeah. item now, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah that's interesting. Uh, yeah, there you go. Any more interesting news, Stuart? Seems though you seem to have more interesting stuff than us. Do you want to grab me that picture? Grab <laughs> me that picture. Grab me that picture. Uh, there is obviously see, look, Kenny. Kenny just asked assistant. where where is yeah, I've got where's Lance? Um, Lance isn't able to join this week. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more on the end of the show. Yeah. He's not leaving, or he's not dead, or anything like that. He's perfectly fine. He's just got a work thing. Um, well, so we are going to be slightly so changing this. how we do episodes going forward. Um, but mm. we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, the only other bit I've got is I'll be a dad in eight weeks. Oh, congratulations! Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> You're loving that button, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, Leia, uh, uh, Leia Manx will be here in eight weeks. We are very much on the impression she'll be here a lot sooner than that. But yeah. um, <laughs> as long as she's not here next week, I can do proving grounds on Sunday and then she can turn up. It's fine. The stress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that'll do. Well, congratulations yeah, nice. to you both. Thank you. Cool. Right, I think that's the end of the news. We do, we um, do actually have a news end. I don't. We we got to play around with this a little bit. What? No, I don't hey. like that. Crap. No, I don't like that. No, 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 it's it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Although, right, has so anyone, has anyone I've got... bought anything? Oh, have uh, you bought anything? Yes, I've you've been two. buying baby stuff. Well, Look, that's a hint. Ooh. That's a hint. Of what I've been buying. Is there someone got a new AK? Is that gas? Yes. Is that GHK? Nope. Which one do you go for? It's the TM. Is it? Yeah. Ah. I've 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 part <laughs> since I've bought since I got it. Um so over the years I have had probably every weapon platform there has been brand Systema, HPA, Polarstar, absolutely everything I've bought and they're all great, they're all good. This is the best gun I have ever used. Hmm. Ever. As long as you can find mags for it, and I got six. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as long as you can get mags, that is the best um, AG, Riff, anything. Like, I before I got this, I was running a, a Sistema that yeeted fours, God knows how many far. And I've that thing was it. an animal. I've still I got it. That. I mean, that thing's an absolute beast. Since I've got this, I've not touched it. Oh, really? And the problem is, this isn't mine. It's Emma's. <laughs> <laughs> so when she's playing again, I'll have to go back to the stemmer. <laughs> I'll have to go back to the stemmer. Which will have be you had to do? Have you had to do much to it in terms of sort of uh, after-purchase upgrades or anything like that? Uh, so I didn't, I didn't get it as a um, sort of an out-the-box uh, one. It is stock, but it's had, um, it's had a Smith rail put on the front of it, and it's had the Kate Moss sort of uh, MPX um, mm -hmm. stock on the back of it, and it's had a 60-degree hop rubber put in it. Apart from that, absolutely. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, just like it. the only the only thing that's been bad is with my rig, uh, with the plates that are in that and six gas of them bags. <laughs> and yeah. gas bags. Damn, I think my my rig's about sixteen kilos at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I've got to admit that's I bought four, and yeah. I'm like. Dear God. <laughs> well, I was just excited first time I ran it, and I ran all the mags, and I was like, this is dumb. I want three mags on my chest and one on my hip. I'll leave the yeah. other two in the car, and they can just be spare. Yeah. But, yeah, and then I ran it at Dirty Dog this weekend. Even in the cold, even the cold up at Dirty Dog, up at basically Newcastle, it were. It just keeps going. You, when you're running gas, you just half expect that sort of, oh, it's slowing down, it's about to die. It just, mm-hmm. it just keeps putting rounds out, keeps putting rounds out, very consistent, and it's just incredible. A lot of fun. What's the um, and, I, gas... and I bought a, and I bought a Maxim Nine as well because oh I, yeah I did I see that to, picture I want to be Robocop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many um how many fills of gas or oh, how many rounds of um uh, how many reloads of BBs does your gas? Will it do like three or four? At least mags? at least three at least three. But if you nice. are if you are remotely planning on getting one, um. It, so it is impossible to hand load um, the AK mags. You'll pretty much break fingers or break something. But you can get, I think JK Army might have them, or there's probably on um, Thingiverse, but you get these little things. Yep. For the Odin. No. Straight on. Oh, that a normal, a... normal injection speed loader. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I've got the Odin one. I've got the so Odin without, one. So without. That. An adapter. These are almost impossible to put BBs in. It's <laughs> like I, I probably, if I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't use the gun. And I know how good it is. Yeah. So it, it it's an absolute lifesaver. And it came with it. But yeah, we traded um, we traded an SRS for it. Do you know Emma's SRS? Oh yeah, yeah. A little bit tricked out. It was it's a decent a decent um, yeah, it was swap. Nice. But yeah, we uh, we swapped that for it. So nice. they were pretty good, yeah. Oh, damn YouTube for not allowing us to show it. See, I, I, I'm all... surprised. I'm surprised that you don't show it because we 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 show stuff on ours every day. Yours is so live. You can show. Though, you can it? show. Um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah do our, we do live. Yeah, really? yeah, we show it live as long as you never point at the screen or load it. Uh, yeah. see, the regular I'm gonna from test YouTube that I I'm gonna test No, don't it. start testing it because we already end. had a ban I'm once. Gonna <laughs> grab mine at the end of the show and just be like, Whoa. No, no, yeah. you're not. I'll, I'll uh, tell so, you. Off. <laughs> yeah, so we we do so I do um once we've got the uh internet back, so we used to do every four o'clock every day as a, a product review. Um with how busy everything's ramped up, it went to three. Our media office has moved, uh, and we're just waiting for the internet to be uplifted because we can't really live stream with the new studio setup that we've got and sort of five cameras I think we've got now that the upload just isn't good enough at the moment. Once we've had all the checks and everything done and we've got the 100 up, 100 down, we will be going back to three, maybe even five mm. live streams a week. Do you reckon it's because you're a business? No, it doesn't affect it. Doesn't it? No, no. We we have so we have had as long as Mark, you let don't, me test it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the only time we've had a problem is as soon as we mention a value. So as long as you're not trying to sell it, it, it it's okay. But it's very difficult Ours. for the yeah. 
Yeah, ours was just because they thought we were going to commit suicide or something no, like yeah, that. that like, it's, that's that's, that's, that's why, apparently the, the issue. Yeah, is. that's why it is. But they've um, they've drastically changed their um, sort of community guidelines recently, and we've we've had a lot more of our stuff stay up, um, like full, not even mm-hmm. limited, just full, even like the pre-recorded views and everything like that. But if you look on if you look on ours and go on the previous live stuff, all them, uh, all of our stuff was live, and then it re-uploads. But um, right. as long it's, I, it's, will, um, I mean, you are you are you out. are risking it. You are risking getting cut live, and it's probably not worth it. But it's uh, it's something else. It's always it's worth it. it. Yeah, because we, we could do a bonus episode where we just like <laughs> hold up our rifles. Yeah, <laughs> just, oh. just, just in case. You just like this. You just go see how far you can bring it into the screen. <laughs> yeah, just, just like, have it coming in from yeah. the side. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it won't look if... I'll tell you what, I will disappear from the screen magically through the world of internet and I'll stand off to one side and just put the gun in <laughs> <laughs> and talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah not, not towards um, my head, but the other way. Yeah. I've just had a, sh- uh, a message from Lance. He's uh, he's watching at home. So big shout out to Lance. Hey Lance, uh, miss yeah, I'll, I'll you. you. Oh look, um, we got a, our first spam from Twitch. Yeah, I've dealt with that already. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, we've got bots. Somebody's trying to sell us bots on on mm. Twitch, which is great. Yay! Um, right, so I, I had a question. Uh, what is one legion? Because I I, I have done a little bit of research now. Um, so I'm a little bit more genned up than I was about two or three weeks ago. Um, but I'd be interested for you to explain what One Legion is. So um, you to get the sort of core essence of it, um, it is essentially uh, a gr- various groups of people in various different countries whose main focus is uh, to to sort of grow airsoft is is the the very sort of niche sort of one liner. Um, it originally started with a couple of the American guys, uh, Superfly, who's no longer part of it. Um, mm-hmm. So he's um, he's SRT. So he's uh, a what used to be SWAT. He is the new version of that is a Special Reaction Team, and he used to train these guys. Um, he used to sort of poo-poo airsoft a little bit when he sort of first heard of it, and then he sort of saw it as a very, very, very strong training aid he got into it he met people like moses and sheep and things like that and it grew and grew and grew and he thought this could be a really really positive thing to get out and just let other people decompress have a really good day and just have a lot of fun um so the sort of extreme part of it is if we can go to a field and make someone else's day better it's it's a success uh if we can make someone learn something uh, anything like that. So, the 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 main ethos of it is um, lead by example. So, whatever you do, you've just got to lead by example. You 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 wouldn't do anything that uh, would detriment anyone's day in any way. Um, for example, like uh, I always remember a story from uh, Soup that he was playing and there was a, a, a rental kid running along with him, and then later on he was on the opposite team and he came around, saw this rental kid. The kid turned around and looked at him. And he just raised his gun and went, thanks, you've got me. And the just the glow on this kid's face was like, I got that guy who's in all the gear. And it doesn't make a difference to suit, but that kid now has a story that he's going to tell his mate, he's going to tell his yeah. mate, he's going to tell his mate. Uh, but that that's it. And then the, the, the sort of other part of it is 
just advising people. It's um, anything that you can do to make someone else's experience or gameplay or just airsoft knowledge better. It's what we try and do. Oh, cool. right. yes. So, and there's also different chapters, as you were yes. saying. Yes, so um, I've probably lost count of the members, but uh, there used to be two chapters in the States, but they sort of collapsed it together just to make it easier. So the, there was a main US team and a Florida team because there was a big group down in Florida that played together, but they've collapsed that together. There is uh, Puerto Rico, uh, not Denmark, um, South Africa, uh, Canada, um, what's um, Red Church? Red Church is NL, so um, Netherlands, mm-hmm. that's on. Thank you for the off-camera um, <laughs> advice. Uh, but yeah, so uh, obviously there's uh, nine of us. There's probably close to 20 in the States. Uh, Puerto Rico's got about 10 to 15. Canada's got about 10 to 15. Uh, South Africa lads are doing really strong. They've got about 15 to 20. Um, Red Church is doing really well with his lot. He's got a, a chunk over there as well, and it's all that same thing of of just trying to tr- drive the sport forward. In in however, it doesn't matter how little or big it is, whether or not you and and each each chapter is you're not at no point are we sort of required to do anything. So um, each chapter can sort of run its own little way as long as that lead by example is. Mm kept it's it's totally fine so you see uh red church and 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 things like that he's, he's quite happy to get his sponsorships and show like products that he likes and and things like that you see the south african guys that are just uh almost building an airsoft school to get kids in and and, and show it out that way uh you've got guys in the states that are, are doing the, the full-blown milsim things like on the the whirly birds and the choppers um and you can just do whatever you want as long as that ethos yeah, is, yeah. is 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 clean, it's uh, you do what you want. Hmm. So yeah, how how would you sort of become a part of that then? Like, is it is it a case of just contacting you and going, oh, I, I want to join one legion, or is it? Uh... Uh, so my my journey into it was, um, I'd always wanted to play in the states, um, and I'd heard Emma was going, uh, so I I just sent her a message says. When when when's next Milsim or when's the next event over there? Went over there, met um, Soup and everything like that. Had a, had an awesome time. Uh, didn't hear anything for a while. Soup had said, "Oh, you'd be a really good fit." This and the other. And I reckon it was probably close to six months to a year uh, after that that I got uh, a message saying, "Oh, do you want to join?" With there's always the the it's it's not a case of someone is doing good somewhere we we would have to play alongside someone probably a couple of times um just to, to get an idea of where their mindset is and and how they are and everything like that um we will never ever ever take anyone or uh, if someone is already part of a team um so there is a, a blanket rule of never poach a player because you just you're just tugging on strings there and it and it will always unravel and uh, and be a problem um but yeah it's it's as long as you, you you fit the vibe and um we've played alongside you a couple of times it's do you want to do you want to join in and do you want to do your own thing and like like our, our, even in the uk we are uh pretty much newcastle uh so i'm huddersfield based in the center you go down nottingham area where emma used to be and then you go all the way down to um 
where Ash and things like that are. Yeah, so Stevenage it, and Hemel Hempstead. And... Yeah, it's it's not a case of a lot of people do ask of like, oh, you play at Rift, are you all around there? Because I've, I drive down to Rift every now and again and play down mm-hmm. there. Um, but no, we are literally from Newcastle to London, spread across various things. And then even in the states, you've got people, you've got people up in Philly. North Carolina, down in Florida. Um, you've got some guys over, uh, I think there's a few in Cali, maybe. Um, and again, South Africa is not uh, a small country. They're absolutely everywhere. No. Um, the US have, because the US team's so big, they've started um, doing a little bit more of a, um, what do they call it now? Where they've got almost got like um, a sort of temp team member thing. So, They'll 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 sort of semi patch them in, run with them for a little bit, and then uh, it's almost like a, a probation period because there's so many of them sort of like doing good. They want to run alongside them, and because they they can then track them and not track them, but in the Discord or out like that, they can talk to each other quite regularly. When you're just another player on a field. It's oh, what's your number? Where are you? This, that, and the other. Whereas if they do this probation thing of there, they can jump in the Discord, they can have a little chat. Oh, where are you going to be next week? I'll come along and we'll game, and it just smooths it out for them and everything like that. That's no, really good. It's a nice change of pace, I think, as well, isn't it? It's yeah, having people looking up because of I've I've ran with you a couple of times, um, and there was no, there's like literally no judgment at all. It was all very relaxed. And like everyone was willing to give out advice and everything, it was yeah. it was quite a, like for someone who had never met you before, um, I like instantly you just felt welcomed. It was really nice. Actually, oh, good blush. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the soppy no, I've, bit. <laughs> I've, I've always had I've, and, and uh, like people like um, say to this all the time when they're having, and especially if they're having a rubbish day. Like if I'm pointing my gun and pulling the trigger, I don't care. Like, if the people on the other team do it, like, you get all this, oh, he's not taking his hits, he's not doing that. That guy is power playing. I was like, I don't, I don't know why, but it just doesn't bother me. I've, I've just got, I've, I've, I've had far too much, um, I wouldn't say stress, but I've, I've had far too many, um, close encounters in my life to to be remotely bothered by someone not playing a game properly. If he sat there wanting me to shoot him more, I'll shoot him more. As long as I'm shooting a gun, I'm happy. It's yeah. it's it's a weird feeling. Um I never get riled up by cheating or anything like that because I can guarantee 99% of the time I've not hit him. And I think that's the, the the main thing is I always I always doubt my shot rather than doubt a player is is mm-hmm. how I do it. Because I, I've I've played it from the other side, and I, it's in my game briefs as well. Um, is I'm trying to instill this play for the guy downrange mentality. Like if if you say you flinch or um, a ricochet comes off and hits you, and you you flick your head or all that, does that guy who's thirty meters away think he's hit me? Probably he hasn't. But you're going to carry on playing. How's he going to feel? Is that another? Um, uh, I always remember one from the stand in the chef in Sheffield. A round came down uh, the main sort of um, sort of factory floor they've got there, and you heard it ding off one of the iron beams and hit me in the face, and I flinched around like that. So I started walking off, and um, Wallace, who's this, oh, no, Ricochet, says, guy 30 metres down there has just seen me flinch, like rapidly flinch and almost like lose my eye pro, you <laughs> flinch that bad. And like, it's 20 seconds to walk back and respawn, and yeah. he's going to have a better day. It... Uh, 
I've I've always had that thing. As long as I'm pulling the trigger, I don't care where it is. It, it's fine. As long as my gun works. I think if my gear works, yeah, that's I have the main one. Yeah. That's yeah. It. If my gear works, I'll have a good day. Yeah. If you yeah, turn up and nothing works, you just want to yeah. cry, yeah. don't you? I'll just throw BBs at people. I'll still have a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the only other question I had about the, well, at the moment, about the One Legion was um, do you guys do, or girls, um, do sort of in interconnected sort of socials or anything like that? I mean, I, I'm guessing being so spread out across the planet, um, um, it must make it quite hard to kind of get so we've, proper uh, team cohesion sometimes. Yeah, so um, uh, the, there's a Discord that's a bit sporadic. Every now and then you jump in and you chat to people. But yeah, with, with so many people, it's almost impossible to know every player, which is a bit of a weird thing to say. It's like, but I've been to the States and played with guys over there. Um, I've known... Um, some of the US, uh, not the US guys, but there's some guys in the South Africa that are on about coming to the UK. The Red Church and that wants to come to the air. And we did the, we've done two invasion games uh, over the, the years. So uh, I wasn't part of the team when the first one happened. It was uh, Emma that organized that. I think that was at the jail. And then the second one was at Proving Grounds because they asked and uh, the amount of. Charity games and stuff like that we've done over the years as as absolutely incredibly humbling as they are. They are incredibly time-consuming and stressful to to get done. And every now and again, you just be like, I want a break. Uh, and, and <laughs> yeah. have, some, have some time off, really, and, and enjoy playing again, really. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of travel involved um to, to get over there and like go down and like Ash comes up here, we go down there. Um, but yeah, it's and it's, and especially um, when COVID hit, we uh, we did a Skype pub quiz every Friday, um, uh, and whoever won had to run the questions the next week, uh, and then Nick ran one where everyone got exceptionally drunk. What a smiley? <laughs> smiley, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, got, it, got, it got to the point where the rules were: if you spoke, you had to drink. So everyone, <laughs> yeah. everyone was in a very bad way after that one. Um, but yeah. Nice. Um, Andy, do you want to... Yeah, we've got a few. Uh, um, so as you've been speaking about um, Proving Grounds, um, do you want to give a quick breakdown of what the site's like, where it is? Yeah, um, so um, I think so. if I've been at PV for about 10 years, so Proving Grounds probably about eight years old now. Um, so again, this comes down to... Again, this is about sort of 10 years ago-ish, a lot of people were saying, how do you get into Milsim? Like, I used to go to Sterling quite religiously. I've not been able to for the last year or so, but uh, I'd probably do three, four, five Sterling events a year back maybe 10 years ago. Um, and it was like, how do you get into them? How do you, how, what, what do I need? What kit do I need? And I was like, just go to one. Um, they do a kit list if you want to abide by it. It's not all essential. Um, and they were like, oh, what's the games like? So I... Um, basically stumbled across the site where me and uh, me and a mate who unfortunately is no longer with us um he he died last year one of the uh, a milson mate of mine very yeah. uh, abruptly but um he he uh, he wanted a hpa tank for one of his builds so we went up to york uh, he'd heard about a shop up there fat bobs went in there spoke to him for a bit he'd been in paintball since 1985 and 
had a field in Selby near York, and he went, "Oh, airsoft's interesting." And he went, "We can run games at your site if your uh, site if you'd let us." So we basically rent his site off him once a month. Um, so basically, if you have a comprehension of where the UK is, the M1 and the M62 are pretty much bang in the centre. If you go an hour north and a little bit to the right near York, um, there's a place called Selby. It's there. It has the largest purpose-built paintball bridge in Europe in the centre of it. It's about 16 acres, I think, playable area. The, the woodland itself is way bigger, but actual playable area, about 16 acres. And the initial idea that we had was to run this like a Sterling-themed um, game. So like a one of their combat missions, which is six hours. We you, we give you a map. We give you objectives. All the buildings and structures that we have on site are numbered. And every half an hour, one of them has to be held. There's laptops. There's all this kind of stuff. Um, and everyone comes along and, and I go, oh, is this a Milsim? This is what I deem would be a, a, a Milsim-style uh, event. Because if you want to do a real Milsim, you sit in the corner and wait to be shouted at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then again, that is one type of, of sort of milsim. And again, we've been doing that for eight years. Um, obviously, the objectives and the way that uh, uh, there's been various different things that have changed. So we used to do regen swapping every 15 minutes. Again, mm-hmm. that is probably how a Sterling game would run, but not saying it's a problem with the players, but it was a little bit um, almost convoluting the gameplay and, and sort of sort of stammering the gameplay for new players getting into it. So we've now changed it where it only changes once every uh, once in a game. Um, obviously, the site itself has changed, so we've changed the map a little bit. Uh, but apart from that, the actual core and theme of the game has been exactly the same for, for eight years. Uh, and it's still going really, really strong, and hopefully loads of people will turn up on Sunday. And I always book the weather as well. There's a... Uh, a, uh, a very strange <laughs> phenomenon that people get really freaked out about that it never rains on a game day and it hasn't done yeah. since 1985. Well, <laughs> nice. there you go. Yeah. I mean, Touch that's tempting, Faith. <laughs> yeah, you've just ruined it now. That's it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I tempt it every single time. I mean, and, and this this goes beyond Airsoft, but if I, if I run an event or if I'm at an event, the weather is glorious. I used to, I used to do photographs for weddings. I used to do all sorts of things like that uh, in the like middle of December, and I'd sh- I'd show up, and the clouds would split, and the sun would come out, and it freaks people out. There has been one event where it started spitting. I looked at the sky and went, "Stop it!" And the clouds disappeared, and a player just <laughs> that was right. weird. What are you Stuart, doing? Stuart, are you, are you yeah. Jesus? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People do call me shit Gandalf. <laughs> shit Gandalf. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hire you out on, yeah. on certain days now. <laughs> Make just sure to it's get not rid of the rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um with with, with uh proving grounds, I am just having a look at the website at the moment and it's linked with Halo Mill. Yes. Uh, obviously, I work for Patrol Base as my full-time job, and trying to run a site on your own uh, with no backing is extremely difficult. So when I found this site, I went to my boss and said, I found a site. I want to run it as a game day. And he went, excellent. I'll back it. So he he, he sorted the radios out. He does everything like this. 
so the shop on site is provided by patrol base so all the pyro all the bbs everything like that that's theirs um it's not staffed or anything like that. it's just the the marshals and the people that i run it it's just the stock itself is provided by them uh, and it's just a lot of support especially with um like the graphics and everything like that so my main job at patrol base is obviously presenter photographer i'm part of a, an eight-man media team at patrol base we've got graphic designers we've got writers we've got other photographers we've got videographers having that behind me has helped massively so yeah the uh halo mill itself is the original site so that is uh based in huddersfield uh much much smaller sort of cgb site almost more akin to like a, a laser quest or um it's not quite speedsoft it's it's sort of treading on the toes of a speedsoft arena but uh you go in 15 minute games very hard fast and aggressive come back out reset go back in um but hopefully that is potentially having a um strong refresh very very soon uh we hope so uh, all good things coming so with with the uh, the work with Patrol Base, mm. I guess you obviously get to see some rather interesting new products and stuff like mm. that. Um, what's probably the most interesting thing that you've you've sort of seen come out of the market in say the last couple of years? Um, oh, so, something that's changed the game. Um, I mean, so I've just, I've literally about three weeks ago, so I went to IWA, so there was a load of new stuff coming there. Um, I will I will say that the biggest change in probably the last five years is the advancement in uh, electronics. Um, so when I started, it was a version two gearbox. That was it. If you wanted a MOSFET in your AG, you had to make it yourself. So there was loads of websites, loads of forums about to make your own circuit boards and everything like that. But now you've got Gate, you've got Jeftron, mm. you've got all the Titan 2 and everything like that. So that advancement is absolutely massive. Um, I was expecting by now we might have... Um, so the Infinity Gearbox, if you've ever seen the, the new Systema Gearbox that they brought out, where the motor is inside one of the gears. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a hint that Ares were going to do one. It's not sort of arisen yet so i was expecting that to be out by now so i think that is probably the next jump um for me sort of the best thing that i've sort of um sort of found or had probably probably that uh an x-fog uh so there's all sorts of bits and bats and old wives tale and neck oil and everything like that about how to keep your um ipro clear and everything like that that just beats everything it is a because you always think when you're fogging up as soon as you start moving it defogs it's literally two tubes with a very gentle breeze mm -hmm. super simple super easy it's it's a bit of money but you're not having to constantly go out of game do this and we've always had that thing of the best sort of advancement or the best bit of kit is something that lets you play for longer if you're having to leave the game to do something and set something up if you can stay in the game longer and that has allowed me to probably stay in more games than everything else. But I've really also seen a few, I've seen a few things that have sort of been teased and never came to being. Um, so like biodynamics uh, about maybe three, four years ago, we're teasing electromagnetic 
like recoil, like really, really cool, sort of almost like the GBLS, but sort of electromagnetic. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. oh, the, mil the military want that. So that's gone on to a different contract and, and um, sort of disappeared. So the one thing I have learned um, doing all this is if you ever see something that's new and shiny and really, really cool uh, and very sort of hyped up, you're probably not going to see it on the shelf for a couple of years. Um, case in point, that um, it's just hit me in the head that weird grenade thing that was on Kickstarter. Ten I was years just going to oh, mention yeah. the Maz, yeah. the Maz G. <laughs> the Maz G I, I was, I was a, oh, I, an investor I was, in that. <laughs> I was, I was an original backer, and do you know what? Yeah. I love it every time they post, and I see the vitriol that's on. I love it. I'm like, it was twenty quid, and I don't care. And I'm just here <laughs> to watch the comments go down. I'm like. If if you if you were that bothered about the money you invested in that into a Kickstarter, which is allowed to fail, um, just 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 leave it. Just don't. Yeah, yeah. I love See, it every time I, um, they post. I'm, I'm just... there. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> See on 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 that the because uh, uh, I don't know if anyone, everyone's fully aware of the whole uh, uh, saga. I'll call it because it definitely is a saga. <laughs> Um, and we'll, we'll save that as a story for another day. But um, I, I not only invested as a backer, uh, I wasn't one of the kind of initial backers, but it was sort of at a slightly later stage. Mm. Um, they actually returned that money. Yes. Which, right, fine. You know, they, that's had, really, really they good. had no reason but, to do it, but, but no. fair, fair but I'd also purchased, because I'm a maps, massive fan of patches, I'd purchased a patch and yeah. one of their remote controls. Um and never saw that money again. And I, that was what I was more annoyed about not getting back because that was an actual purchase that I'd made that they just like, you know, it, it hadn't been refunded and there was no, there was no outcome to that delivery, yeah. but no, yeah, I, it's all I, good. Always, it's, it's... I always laugh at the, uh, again, I, I backed it when it was originally on Kickstarter. Cause I was like, Oh, 50 quid. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a chunk of money, but if that ever comes to market, it will be amazing. And it was like, yeah. nothing, I gave it, I forgot about it. And every now and again, they just post like a picture of a circuit board. And I'm like, ooh, I remember that. Well, it's changed, <laughs> it, it, it's changed from a ball grenade to an aggressive EpiPen now um, <laughs> in, in terms of its shape as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's an interesting one. It, honestly, if anyone's ever interested, go go and research Maz G. Just uh, type it into Facebook. You'll, you'll see yeah. every comment. Of, there's, yeah. there's a backers <laughs> yeah. support group, and then there's a backers not support group on there as well. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a whole backstory to that, um, which is very interesting. So, yeah. Um, what's uh, just a simple question? What, what's your favorite bit about working with Patrol Base? Uh, I do two hobbies as a job. So, <laughs> airsoft and photography. It's, uh, I, I, I can never really complain. I mean, uh, as much as you'd like to be out there not working for a living and 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 like uh, earning hundreds of thousands of pounds doing stocks or being a movie star or all like that it's 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 one of the things that I managed to fall into at the right time um I get to basically play with toy guns all day uh currently making videos as often as we can um and to be honest I still don't feel like I'm going to work in the morning, even after ten years. Um, and it's it's pretty cool. That's what um, you want. That's what yeah. you want. That's that's living the life. That is, in my opinion. Yeah, and that it's is. it's becoming, especially with the YouTube and stuff like that. Um, 
Emma's uh, specific role from my director is to keep my ego and my head in check. Um, so, <laughs> with with the live streams and everything like that, we we thought nothing of it, um, and we're just pumping out content. But um, my boss took me to IWA just to see how far our content had reached, to see if we got recognised or anything like that. We didn't even get into the arena. It was four minutes, and some bloke came over and goes, your videos are awesome. Um, last weekend in Leeds, if you can probably see behind me, there's a lot of weird-looking models behind me. But, yeah, ended up in uh, the Warhammer in Leeds, and the guy behind the counter was like, I know you. And I was like, oh, God, here it comes. It's a bit of a weird sensation. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've got to admit, the, the mean, times it's happened to us, both of us, uh, NAE just kind of stood there like I don't know what because to do you, now. You, 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 <laughs> no one's recognised me though. <laughs> because you're people have only recognised yeah, you. <laughs> because you're part of the content, you you see it every day. So I, I, it's there's there's a little bit of a weird thing about it. If you, it's impossible to see your own reach, if that mm. makes sense. Um, so when it does happen, it's like it is really really cool, but. Like I can't understand. I can't understand how that person has seen it or knows me or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It throws me. It threw, well, it threw me at NAE. Mm. You kind of came up and was just like chatting to me, like, and I like I love all the listeners um, and the people that tune in every day. But when someone actually comes up to you and you've like you've never seen them face to face before, and they're like, Ah, Andy, and you're like. What? Yeah, it's almost like you feel you feel slightly rude for not knowing their name. Yeah, yeah. It's it like is. it's like you're you're. Uh, and again, this happened at Dirty Dog. Uh, there were a group about four lads, uh, and one of their team or one of their group is obsessed with the the, the patrol based videos. And they say, unless we like make a video and recommend it, they're not really they they don't they they want to see the video so they can trust to to get it and and buy it or all like that. So. Unless I recommend it, they don't want it. And that lad wasn't there that day. And this other group of four always wind him up with, oh, shotguns have been banned because someone's lost their teeth or snipers have been banned. <laughs> so what they did is we got a photo together and they were going to wind him up saying, oh, Stu was there today. But this, that, and the other. And we got a group, of, like a big group of us all four together. And then they just had that. So that when, he, uh, when this lad didn't believe that I was there that day, they could ping him this photo. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's a cool feeling that what you're doing is appreciated. To be honest, mm. makes it worthwhile. Yeah, I'm just going to use this as an opportunity that if anyone ever sees Lance, who's obviously unfortunately not here today, you definitely have to go and ask him for an autograph and a photo. <laughs> That's just a standing standing thing. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's um, standing it. orders, isn't it? It's uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and while whilst he's not here. Uh, in 2023, we'll re we'll rerun this competition. Whoever gets the best photo with Lance, uh, I'll I'll give you a prize. We'll, we'll announce it at the end of the year. Just send It'll it into our uh, our email. Um, but we'll we'll come up with a prize for you if you can get a good photo with Lance. Um, the more surprised he is in the photo, the better. I'll, mm. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. If if you pose it, <laughs> <laughs> we'll know. Yeah. If you can just like sneak up behind him. <laughs> Mm. Selfie mode. So, Stu, Stu, as a follow-up to the the best thing about working for Patrol Base, what's the worst thing that, that you've come across? And I don't mean working for Patrol Base because I don't. <laughs> I'm going to start going down that route. But what's the worst <laughs> thing that you find, um, sort of working in uh, the airsoft retail industry? 
airsofters. Other, other, than, <laughs> yeah, yeah. other than airsofters not buying enough because that, yeah. that's obviously no, it's, well, no, just airsofters in general. Think, we're all nuts. I think, <laughs> this is, I think this this crosses pretty much any hobby. Um, sort of every, every time you get into, uh, if you have a hobby and you get into it as a job, um, you have to be very lucky not to burn out. Um, Emma, Emma's mentioned it before, so my other half used to work for. Uh, only airsoft so combat mm-hmm. in Stevenage um, and as as much as we, like we will bend over backwards for any um, player whatsoever any problem we'll, we'll do whatever we can but um, there is a sort of inta- and, and again this isn't airsoft I think this is just retail that there is this consumer entitlement that um if you come in with a better attitude, it, it would be much nicer. Um, uh, apart from that, I think I think over the past six months to a year, I think there is there's a bit of a change in how people are playing airsoft um, and trying to just. It's almost like a, a bit whack players are coming into the sport a little bit that I'd like to try and rein in. So the sort of win at all costs players not necessarily mm-hmm. cheating they they, they 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 take the hits they they their guns are fine absolutely everything is fine but i think justin posted about this about two months ago it's almost like if they can spawn camp someone they've won and it's almost like oh, you'll you'll say yeah. oh you spawn camping them um you're gonna make them you're gonna upset that team they're all gonna leave you can have no one to play with and they'll walk off going yeah we smashed them i'm like we haven't because the objective's over there and you're not playing against it and you're losing points. But because they've sort of beaten them in a sort of sort of gameplay sort of hierarchy that's sort of coming in, um, I think that's the one thing that I want to rein in and try and squash a little bit is the, um, the sort of whack players. And again, they're not they're not cheating, they're not anything like that. It's it's more a case of they just want to not beat them but they want to sort of crush the opponent and not play the game if that makes sense mm-hmm. i think just it's almost like oh if we spawn camp them that means we've won even though mm. it's a domination game two miles that way um and they'll walk off like all like oh yeah that were awesome we've just smashed them into their own spawn but that's not the game is it it's uh, no. it's weird. I've got some, I've a, got some it marshalling. Vibe. I've noticed that. Yeah, and again, recently. it's over last six, last six months to a year. It's a strong mm-hmm. vibe that's coming through on site, uh, and I'm trying to do what I can to try and dissuade it a little bit. Oh yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the... national because we we get it down at rift. Like they'll push so far forward, and we'll kind of like push them back and say, "Look, we need to push you back because they're just going to give up." And they're like, "Well, we've worked this hard. We're not moving." And it's like, "Well." If you carry on, it's, they're going to get yeah. bored and leave, and then you'll have exactly. no one to play against. Yeah. And it's a very hard thing to sort of put across in a professional manner because you are working. They are customers. Mm-hmm. They are, uh, as much as it is a hobby and we're trying to be mates with everyone, we have to provide a service for everyone. We Like, I've always had this thing that if one person has a bad day, I'm just like, shit what have i done wrong this there's 120 people on site and one person has a bad day everyone else has been fine you just have that 
sort of wrong feeling. And you're like, mm-hmm. how can I make it better? And now it's getting to the point where players want to get to the point where they're making the other team's game bad because they spawn camping and, and this, that and the other. And it's it's a difficult thing at the moment, but I'm trying to rack my brain on different yeah. ways to fix it. Oh, it's like Kenny. Mm. Kenny's just put it's a very cod mentality. Yes. And he's, he's 100% best, right. 100% yeah. right. It's uh, as long as I can absolutely, it's not just win, it's absolutely win. Yeah. Do you think that's a new thing or is that like, because I'm, I'm, I'm quite acutely aware of um, COVID at the moment seems to have changed people's mentalities. Like they're, there's been a number of articles and things that I've sort of seen where there's, there's a theory that the isolation and everything has almost made everyone a bit meaner um, and a little bit more, uh, not not unstable, but just it's, in terms of like their, their, their mindset has changed. Yeah, it's almost like a lack of empathy. Because mm. again, it's that, and again in my briefs, I'm like, play for the player downrange. If if you were getting spawn camped, how would you feel? You'd get upset, you'd get bored, you'd leave, you'd you'd, you'd complain. So the way that, and again, it's it's I have to bring proven grounds up because it's where where I sort of run it and sort of see it uh, more often. It's like the objectives over there. That's where your points are. As much as you think you're winning. That they're they're getting yeah. all the points and, and you're getting nothing. So, um, but I think that's probably uh, the best description of it is lockdown hit. Everyone played Warzone for eighteen months, and it was only one person can win. So if you like block everyone into a corner and kill everyone, you've won. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that whole. It's a little bit e-sporty, um, good bad. So if we can get that e-sport mentality and vibe into it and sort of the energy that that gives into the sport absolutely fantastic but you you need to take away that sort of absolute winner because mm-hmm. you you'll all know every time you play you, you go to airsoft to get cool stories get hit a lot and shoot a lot of people at no point like does who win matter yeah it, it's a very individual experience i think and um it's uh, it's a strange one at the moment, but hopefully it'll change. Yeah, yeah I definitely think uh, uh, it's starting to spill over from skirmishes over into Milsim as well, because I think people have had the time to get kit and stuff during lockdown. And I do, I have found the last couple of Milsims, there's been that absolute drive to win. And even, even some of the organisers said, thing. there's no, yeah, but even some of the organisers have turned around and said, no one's actually going to win this. Like, yeah, it's just because you're in the wrong line. place. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's no winner. Um, yeah. Kenny says marshals should call in airstrikes on spawn campers. Bomb, you're all dead. Back to your spawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. Uh, and again, it's it's that it's that thing of of and as a as a site owner operator, you've got to get you've got to get into your mind that you are going to upset someone because there's the team that's getting spawn camped that are like, this is rubbish, this mm-hmm. is boring. And then all of a sudden you go, that group, you're you're doing this, you're all dead. So what we tried to do in the last one is um, a few, basically there's, there's like a perimeter around the spawn area that the marshals are in. So marshals will have sniper rifles, um, sort of very sort of well-tuned things, sort of just Mark 23s or all like that, and they'll just plink people. So if they're encroaching or they're just being a bit obnoxious with the spawn camping, they'll just plink a few rounds at them. And that's it, you're off. 
Uh, and again, it, 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 I, I need to sort of sort of turn the focus on myself as well and think: Is it the gameplay? Is it the game style? Because obviously, twenty points for holding this building over here is going to get that. Or are they thinking they smash them into their spawn? They're just going to hold it for three, four objectives. Do I need to reassess how the game goes and say, no, the more players you have in that objective, the more points you get? And turn it around like that to try and force people in a different direction. So as much as you can label it and put it on the players, you mm-hmm. do have to turn and, and look at yourself and see if it's um, a, a site mentality as well, a gameplay mentality that needs to shift uh, and change that way as well. Because if players are changing, games have to change. Yeah. So do you find when you're running the Milsims um, side of things um, or playing at a Milsim, um, do you find that transfers over for your your um, like the one legions mentality as well? Do you find that that helps you f- be able to kind of turn around to other teams that you might be running with at an event and turn around and say, look, let's just pull it back a little bit. Um, do you do you kind of fall into that role a little bit? Because obviously your whole ethos is. Or, I mean, um, it happened. It happened this weekend at Dirty Dog. Um, I think the third game was like a domination game. Um, and if you've ever seen Dirty Dogs, they've got this little CQB village that's full of ISO containers. It's over two floors. It's it's an outdoor open site, but they've got a really, really good sort of setup going there um, of, of basically what is probably the dream site for a lot of people. Um, after the game, I found out that one guy that plays there every single weekend, um, uh, playing at either side, the side that we started on, after four years, he's never won a domination game from that side that we started at. Mm-hmm. It's just because the it's just sort of completely imbalanced. And what we found is because we were just so aggressive at rushing out and getting to positions where we could almost see on that angle of where they were coming round. Um, one of the workshop lads uh, from uh, PB was saying, like, I could literally look and point at him and be like, I can't shoot him there because he's literally spent five seconds, walked out of his spawn. So we almost sort of backed off and said, right, unless they get past that ISO, you don't shoot them. But again, they then just started queuing around the corner. So there's only so much you can do. And you've then got to turn around and go, was was it a little bit sort of inexperienced on one side to mm-hmm. experience on the other and maybe not knowing the site or understanding sort of how to cut corners and oppress sort of lanes? is is a strong way of doing it and again one thing that i've been doing i bring up proving grounds again it's just where my experience comes from is in the briefs what i've started doing now is a show of hands of um have you played this site before have you played a six hour game before and and i don't at any point if there's too many hands on one side you've got to switch it around yeah to try and make sure there is equal experience on both sides because it can be it can become very oppressing very fast and upset people to the point of like, well, what's the point I'm going on? Because hmm. to try and bring that person back is almost impossible. Once once yeah. they teeter over, it's you've lost them. Yeah. So with um, so with that in mind, what's the one bit of advice that you would say to a new player that's come to one of your six hour um, sim events? Like, what what what's the best advice that you'd be able to give to them? Um, it probably goes with pretty much any any event I go to or um, like even Milsim, Sterling or out like that. 
if you're not fighting where the objective is, you're missing out on probably the best firefight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, proving grounds, you've got every half an hour that the 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 building changes or the 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 focus point of the fight changes. You've got a full 360 sort of aspect that you can fight over. But if you want to sort of dive in where most of the players are, you've got it on a little bit of paper. Um, normal skirmish, you've got you know where the bomb is or you, you know where the flag is or all like that. You're going to go for that flag because you know there's most people are going to be there. Most of the firefights going to be there. Or are you going to go around and turkey shoot people coming out of a spawn point? Because the best thing about an airsoft day is getting shot a lot and being shot a lot. If I don't get hit in an airsoft day, I'm like, what What am I here? Because I, I want that sort of equal exchange of getting hit a lot and getting plenty of kills. So if if it's ever sort of teeters one way, I'm like, mm, it's it's not as enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fight fight where you're being told to fight, not where you want to fight. As fun as that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you think that would work with, um, say, Sterling events as well, or oh, 100%. other? If, uh, you've got to accept that at some point you're going to because you, you're going to get taskings mm-hmm. um, at a milsim. You're not. You're not going to have, you will have sort of combat missions like England, Scotland, or the combat missions where you've got the list of whatever you're going to do, but you're still going to have taskings of, right, that's where the fight's going on right now. We want you to go to the next one and sit and wait. Yes, you're going to be sitting and waiting for 20 minutes, but they've put you there because they know there's going to be an element coming in and you're going to have a scrap. So it's that, um, it's, it's keep that sort of focus going um, because you, you're going to get a scrap at some point. Hmm. Kenny says, uh, "PTFO, play the folding objective. <laughs> Fold, folding, obviously, being the uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah." Um, John John Smith says, uh, "Did you give feedback on the point to the DDA staff at all?" Um, oh, for the that 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 game was super short. Um, it was super hard aggressive, and uh, that we we spoke to. So I've got a couple of mates that work there, so. I've I've always and again this is um, sort of a little bit of my staff mentality to um, being a player is I've always had that thing of I can't be staff at other sites it, it's it's rude it's obnoxious it's not my place or anything like that um, so like when Derek comes out I'll be like oh I, I didn't realize that we could sort of oppress like that and he turned around and went they're up there respawn is much better because they've got sort of folding, um, sort of cascading cover. Um, so they were spending pretty much all that game trying to get them out of their spawn because they were just sort of loitering and gaggling. Because um, that's that's another thing as well is if you are at a game day, just remember, um, if if it's 50 a side, that's 100 players. It sounds like a lot. But you're in a team of five, you're in a team of seven, you're like, oh, let's go have some food or all like this. That is a massive amount of your team that is now no longer playing. It's like a fifth of your team has just walked off the field and you're going to start that your your rest of your team are going to start feeling that push. So if you're you're part of that gaggle that sat in the regen or all like that and you chit chatting and then it becomes 10 players, it becomes 15 players. It's almost half your team and then you wonder why you're getting pushed in even more. Um so some people like it some people don't, but if you want to be that voice and push your team out of a spawn, do it. Because 
there'll be some other player that wants to do it and and hasn't quite got the experience or the sort of cojones to to sort of <laughs> shout at random peel people on a, an airsoft <laughs> yeah. field at the moment. But after a while, you'll do it and then they'll forget about you. And yeah, just crack on. As long as you do it as you're running out, because there is nothing yeah. worse than the person sitting in the back of the sport going, come on, guys, push forward, push forward. Yeah, and then watching them all run out and just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. Three, there's three stages of an airsoft, as, of airsoft, and every time I shout game on, I see it every single time. There's three different groups. There's the absolute racing snakes that'll run off. Mm-hmm. There's the people that'll trot on, and then there's the old boys at the back. And the old boys at the back that are toodling, are the ones that once everyone's dead, they get there as they win it, and you're like, "Oh, we've won! This, this is really good, isn't it?" Not racing snakes, like <laughs> as they sort of coming out of spawn for the fourth time, and then this old it's... boy with his G3 is just like, "Yeah, we've won! This, this is all good." Yeah, yeah. like it. it's not always the old boys. Sometimes it's the people that decide to carry ridiculous <laughs> overweight weapons <laughs> and with with weighted kit and then you're just kind of plodding along behind everyone yeah i've got my plate i've got my plate carrier here and yeah i think that's probably why my ankle still hurts today after the weekend oh yeah i was carrying that was, that was a nasty photo <laughs> i think i think i think we should so show the world what oh, you God. managed to do to your ankle <laughs> you managed oh, to do to your foot, foot. <laughs> my fat foot your fat foot so this was it's, the uh... second game of Dirty Dog, and I went over, and I was like, oh, I can hold this, but my plate and my rig is currently 16 kilos. And I thought, oh, I can run it off, and then I got hit. So because I got hit, I went, I'm going down. So I just laid on the ground for a bit. Um, and then I carried on. For <laughs> it's, like, it's coming, it's coming. And it's then good. I carried on. <laughs> and then like, I carried Mike, on for another I've surprised uh, Mike, I have, yeah. <laughs> So this is this is I half didn't... the fun, Lance. Um, uh, sure, if you if you if you tell Mike to do something really quickly, he's like <laughs> yeah. he panics. Yeah. Lance does it all the time. <laughs> so yeah, Bruce that. toes, and that's uh, that's three days after. Yeah, um, didn't get shouted at by the doctor as well. Not this time. I've oh no, this is the... for the that I've, was for the I've, ribs. We've... I've not been to the doctor yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen White just says, "What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. That that is a free bath photo for you. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that will be on our OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, people pay a lot of money for them foot pics. They so. do, don't they? <laughs> although, although Lance's foot foot ones got taken down by YouTube. <laughs> uh, it didn't get taken down. We got a, a content warning flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So oh. you're not allowed to show guns live, but you can show your feet. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you so, can't do that either. That's the thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that that came from going going around one of the containers. I rolled I rolled my foot, and I thought I could I could run out of this. Tried to step up, and as I did that, I got shot. And then I think my brain just went, "You're out of the game. Lie down." So I just went down and just put my hand up. Um, <laughs> carried on for a bit, but I think for the first time, I. I went fully prepped on Sunday for the first time in a long time. Um, and I've realized it's something that I I need to try and push a bit it bit more is like pre-workout, prepped the water, did all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it's the one th- and it, and recovery was just astronomical all day. Just every t- if you've ever played Dirty Dog, it's it's like this mm-hmm. and it's muddy and it's hard work. And then you get to the hill and you're like, oh. But that game, I was just, I was back in it. I was back in it. It felt really, really good. So it's, it's probably my next thing that I need to try and instill into players is, um, yes, you can get all the gear and you can prep everything like that. But um, 
make sure that you're you're prepping your water. So like when we went to the States, you'll get a message off um, the guys that run it and go, start prepping your water. A week before, start doing your two litres of water every day. Because the more prep you do physically, the better day you're going to have. Yes, you can have all the gear in the world. But Mm -hmm. if you're physically ready for it, you are going to have more day. Um, as, As much as I drink relentless for breakfast every single day, get off it, get on the water, hydrate, uh, protein, eat boiled chicken for a, a day before you go, and I can guarantee you'll have a better day. And I think that's what's helped me not just quit out immediately, is yeah. I prep for that event. Like, normally, I roll something like that, I'm like, I'm done. But I just I was having too much fun, so I carried on. <laughs> <laughs> now, and now I'm suffering, because there's a lot of people that have sent me a picture going, are you sure you're not broken anything? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, um, in, in so, terms of meal sim oh, events, sorry, in terms of meal sim events, what what would be the three things that make a meal sim event for you? Um, it's difficult because um, obviously with Sterling, there's two different types of Sterling event, and yet I've been to the states as well, and theirs is astronomically different. Um, almost like I can compare it to more of a skirmish than than what we do. So. Um, there's two different types of Sterling event. One is, uh, so there's a combat mission and a themed game, and we've always said they've got them the wrong way around. Uh, so a themed game is you're thinking it's going to be characters, you're going to be a person or this and the other. No. A themed game is you um, start at 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock or wherever they go, and you fight through, and you've got your objectives, you've got a list of things to do. Um, you just absolutely fight, and it's basically force on force. Um very, very hard, very aggressive, super, super sort of energetic and um, all sorts. And they'll, they'll, they'll roll in things like vehicles and, and things like that. Flip it, the combat mission, which uh, we would call the theme game, we've always said that they've gone mixed up, is you develop a character. Um, you've got a background. You've got a story. It's teetering on that lap with guns, basically. Mm-hmm. Um I equally see them both as mill sims. Um, some people call them battle sims. Some people call them film sims, depending what the the sort of scenario or the theme is about. If it's military focused, it's a mill sim. Um, to to actually label it as a mill sim, personally, I think as 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 long as it's over, I, I've it's a bit of a weird one, and some people will definitely disagree. I think it's a time. <laughs> I honestly think it's a time. So I don't consider Proving Grounds a Milsim, even though it is exactly the same as a Sterling with it rolling and, and this other, because it's only six hours. Um, if it's probably 12 and above, you can probably drop the name on it. I'd, I'd probably more be fair with calling it a Battle Sim or anything like that. But again, terminology is terminology. It's it's the English language. You can call anything what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it has that time scale and um, structure. So again, Sterling wise, they do have a coherent structure of um, sort of a hierarchy of uh, Zulu down into bricks and stuff like that and getting told what to do. As long as you've got that structure involved, I, I think you're safe in calling it a Milsim. You flip over to the States You've got exactly the same structure, probably more because you've got your battle maps. There's people running around with iPads on the chest with full 
military spec sort of layouts, briefings, everything like that. So the TCA guys that we're mates with over there, the guy who owns TCA is a current serving t- colonel, um, and he sets up sort of yeah. tier one ops and, and things like that that are very much a lap. But again, you've got the structure, you've got the, the brick and the layout and everything like that, but it is just a domination game for about two days. So they have about six boxes laid around different AOs, and you get to it, you press a button, and basically it starts ticking up your score. And every time you press a button, all the marshals get a text message saying, blue team have taken Joanna, or whatever. Most of the time, all the boxes are called by the names of her ex-wives. Um, so it's like, <laughs> blue blue team have taken Katie, and it's like, fucking bitch. Um, but again, it is just a domination game for about two days. But what they also do over there is they play from like 10 till 5 and then they stop. It doesn't play all the way through. Um, oh, and what, what TCA do is you can then buy an extra ticket and they do a thing called Tier 1, which is, uh, again, these guys that have way more military experience that I could comprehend. Like they do, uh, like they've got serving colonels, they've got SF training guys, they've got all this guys, and they set up a legitimate sort of funnel lap scenario so the one that i managed to get on was in mississippi in a hospital that closed in the 1960s so it was absolutely fucking terrifying uh fog was two stories underground i threw a tremor in there and went it can keep it i didn't want to go in there (laughs) (laughs) what they do is they they send up four in and they do it and then they get the two teams of tier one guys they bring them into a room and and this is that like the more you put into it the more you get out of it so if you immerse yourself into it, it's incredible. So they bring you in, they treat you as you are one of their guys and this, that, and the other, and you you, you obey the rules and you, you play the game and everything like that. So they'll bring you in, they brief you. Right, X uh, uh, Op 4 have potential nuclear devices in this hospital. We have a track here, we have a track here. Um, there's potential of traps, booby traps, chained walls, doors, all this kind of stuff. So they will give you taskings. So you'll have um, a bolt cutter guy. You'll have a Dems guy. You'll have this. So you're cutting through this hospital, engaging uh, different op for that as soon as they hit, they bugger off. They hit, they bugger off. If you get hit, there's medic situations. You come to a chained door, right, bring the chain guy up. He chops it. You've come to a breach door, bring the breach guy. You'll blow it off with pyrotechnics and do all that kind of stuff. It's a full-blown LARP, but They've got Humvees outside chatting off sort of blank rounds and all this kind of stuff. At no point is it airsoft, but it is incredible. Uh, and it is just a lap. Um, so again, that that is equally a milsim as, as the other one, but in a sort of completely different level of what you get over here. But their base gameplay is just a domination game. So it's, hmm. uh, it's difficult to sort of label it. So which which company was that? Sorry, because the the only one I'm really familiar with in America is Milsim West. Uh, Third Coast Airsoft TCA. Um, right. Okay. So the the day the flight ban came into the states in 2020, um, it came in at midnight on a Monday. We were meant to fly to the states on the Tuesday to do an event that weekend. Oh no. Yeah. So we bought Helo So at um, GTI. Um, they have uh, helicopters, and it's $110 for 20 minutes. Uh, and they basically take you around for 20 minutes, and you're just shooting people out of a helicopter. Yep. Take yeah. my money all, right now. 
on his own behalf. All about it. All about it. Hundred ten dollars. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And you're just flying up, and then went, and the guys that are there are saying, "You hear that bird come in? You like get inside?" Because you'll have someone yeah. like Alphonse with his um, his LMG. Yeah. Just That's absolutely what I'd do. I'd literally just take my LMG up there. I'd be like, "Here, here's two lots of money. I'm going up for." <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, and, and you're totally allowed to do that. So so the way that they uh, help the gameplay, again, going back to their sort of system, is you buy a ticket for your weapon platform. So there's probably a lot of times where if you marshal games days and out of 60 people or 100 people, there's 40 snipers there. It doesn't help you at all. Yeah. So what they do is um, you buy a ticket for the platform you're going to run. So a normal rifleman, there'll be 80 tickets aside, for example. Uh, there'll be five sniper tickets for the entire event. There'll be 10 LMG tickets for the entire event. Uh, and the one I did in Mississippi, which was a hospital, they had five SMG tickets. Mm. So over in the States, you're allowed to do 1.55 joules on a 2.5, which is about 410 FPS uh, nice. on yeah. uh, on your AGs or anything like that. Uh, LMGs are a little bit uh, higher, but you've got engagements. If you bought an SMG ticket, so you had a 9 mil front wired and was a real world smg and it was under a jewel you could follow up anywhere uh so you're cutting through this morgue two stories underground and all of a sudden you just go (laughs) (laughs) i quite like yeah i like the sound of that that sounds some stuff there's some stuff i'd like to take from the states and bring over here as well is um i used to do it originally with uh, proving grounds is dead rags um but people just kept Mm -hmm. taking them so I've always had that thing of is is someone in play? Is someone not in play? If their hand's not up, shoot them. Ask it later, or or you you stick that. So um, the one thing I want to try and bring into proving grounds over the next couple of years is um, patches. So I want to bring PG patches in, but then they're going to have a sort of cutting on the bottom of it that I can attach another one, and it'll say proven on it. So at the TCA events, each marshal has uh, they've got the normal patch for each event, but they've all got three unique patches that if they see you do something absolutely awesome, you'll get this patch. And once they've run out, they've run out. They, they, they can't get any more off the staff or that's it. Each marshal has three. And once they're given out, they're gone. Um, and the one thing that most people win them for is the Oscar deaths. So when you get shot in the States, <laughs> it's not a case of going hit and standing there. It's you have to die. So you don't stand there with your hand up saying, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. You get on the floor, you lie down, you get out of the way. Because there's going to be firefights going on. Um, But the problem over here is people think you're hiding behind cover. But what they have over there is die, scream, roll on the floor, get your red rag out and wave it around and put it on your head, and you're out of play. Uh, And it works really, really well. Um, But over here, it's, it's very difficult to implement a new rule in what is a almost chiseled set of rules across mm-hmm. the UK. Like, the amount of times I've suggested that I'll get crucified for this now is, our <laughs> power limit is way too low. Way too yep. low. Um, and as, as soon as you suggest it, you're like, oh, you're trying to hurt people. I've I've played in France, I've played in America, I've played in Denmark, I've played everywhere that is higher power, and I'm not dead. So, it's uh, it's completely fine. So, Denmark does not have a power limit put it that way mm-hmm. you can run whatever you want it's um it's such a small knit community you can bring whatever you want to site and they will give you a minimum engagement and all like that so it works but 
I would love to see sites sure. or the, Sorry, the UK. There's, there's no limit at all. No, if you come to the site with a seven dual sniper rifle, that's totally fine. Right, but okay. was that but in South Africa? It, no, no, that's in Denmark. So it's it's so tight knit and so small. Um, it's it's easy to manage. So what they'll do is go. Your engagement is two hundred meters, and they know that player will abide by it because it's everyone knows everyone, and it's it's basically imagine all your twenty best mates all playing together, and it's all fine. But that is the entire community. Um. Yeah, it's it just works. Um, mm. I think the only law or rule they have over there is you're actually legally not allowed to engage within two meters. I think they do have a two meter rule legally, but apart from that, there's no power limit. You can run what wow. you, whatever you want. You see people losing legs. Yeah, seven yeah, jewels, uh, and I actually fire a two kilo <laughs> round. <laughs> <laughs> I fire, I fire cricket balls. At... Oh, what, did, what did we do last week? We, we, we looked at the dual limit for a 50 cal last week, and I was like, yeah, that won't pass Corona. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 16,000 joules. What are you... <laughs> yeah. um, there's a few few comments that have come in. So uh, regarding your uh, your picture of your foot, uh, Kenny says that was criminal. Um, oh, nice. And then <laughs> Stephen says totally. Um, yeah. Uh, Stephen also says Rift have got a heli booked for Shift Your Rift weekend. Uh, don't know what they're going to do with it, apparently. So uh... they do. So it depends. Oh, they've on... got a lot booked on. <laughs> it depends what they'll because uh, I know Sterling have done helicopter insertion and stuff like that, but have had great difficulty getting insurance of shooting out of a helicopter. I can understand why, but mm. I think the Americans just don't care. I think I'd, love, I'd love to be, to be the insurance agent. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and uh, supposedly, you might have paratroopers as well, I think. Paratroopers? Nice. Yeah. Are you volunteering to jump out of the helicopter? The... Is that what you're saying? I'll jump out of anything, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just strap that to my back and I'll be off. Actually, I don't even need that. Just give me a rope. I'll just go. Yeah. LMG are blazing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Um, we've probably got time for one last question. So if anyone wants to whack anything in there, um, just before one. we do, yeah, go then. Um, as you've shown it a couple of times, can you just give us a quick f- explanation of how you run your, um, rig that you've got there? Oh, you flashed uh, it up a couple of times. So it's been too quick to kind of get some eyes on. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted you to, <laughs> um, sir. I've got way too many mags in it at the moment, so I'll take them out. Um, so this is a Templar gear sort of carrier. Um, a lot of people ask why I run plates, and I, I've always, like, the funny answer is fizz is free. So if I'm running around like an idiot, I might as well get a bit bit more fizz. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not at all like a gym bunny or anything like that, but... Um, I've always had that thing. If I can do a little bit more, I'll try and do a little bit more. So adding some uh, plates into that has, has helped, not just for the fizz, but I always think that your plate carrier fits you better as long yeah. as you've got something to pull it down. Because you always have that thing where you, you crouch down, your plate carrier ends up up here, and you don't know what you're doing. Um, it is a spiritus system set up on the front that's just clipped on uh, and a Haley dangler. But um, yeah. So nine kilo plates, um, 
combined, not each. I'm not a savage. So I think they're four and a half each. But you can go all the way down to like sort of two kilo ones. So if I get rid of that. Um, and the, the one thing that's really good with that is the uh, the clips that are on it, the um, the quick draw clips. So you mm-hmm. put them together and then you pull them off. I think they're one of the biggest updates that has done really, really well. But Emma's um, carrier that's down here. So again, much, much easier. That's still got two kilos of plates in it. But if that was on, it, it sits nice and comfortable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and stops it riding up. A lot of people, they'll go down, they're like, oh, why is my plate riding up? Because you've got plastic plates in it or foam plates and it's and it's rolling up. So if you can get the one kilo plates in there, um, yes, you're adding a bit of weight, but you'll you'll have a bit more sort of comfort to it and uh, a bit more, to yeah. be honest, again, you'll have more fun. Um, but there are times when I've taken it off and gone, oh, this is really easy now. Why don't I do this? Every <laughs> yeah. I've got to admit, yeah, when when I first run, started running weighted plates, when I took that when I took that plate off for the first time, I was like, now I know how my wife feels when she takes off her bra. I was <laughs> like, this is this is heaven. <laughs> I was like, I feel, you're still I feel like flying away. Like, yeah. <laughs> but when you're running around, 100 percent agree. It, it yeah. just makes everything sit. A everything lot sort of sits down a little bit more. Everything's yeah. where you're expecting it. So, um, I've always had that thing of. Um, a skirmish is is a skirmish is prep for a milsim. So if you've got an idea how you want to run your kit, run it at skirmish. Run around like an idiot. Roll around the floor. Mm-hmm. Find out how your kit's going to move around and mess around because you don't want to run it the first time on a two day op or even a, a twelve hour thing and just not liking where summit is. Yeah. So go to a skirmish. Run your first game. Have it in a position. Move it. A lot of people. I don't know why. I'm guilty of it all the time. Hate adjusting their kit. If something's not in the right place, move it. You can always put it back. A lot of people, they're like, no, I'll just grizz it out. I'll just grizz it out. Why? Just just move it. Yeah. You can always can put it, it back. And, and that's what skirmish, right skirmishes are, are kit prep. As Use skirmishes as kit prep. Um, use and abuse it uh, and, and, and try and break your setup. Not as in physically break it, but try and abuse it to the mm. point of why do I want to move it one bit of molly that way or one bit of molly that way? Because, again, you're going to enjoy your, your longer, your bigger game mm-hmm. days or all like that if everything's in exactly the right place. That's yeah, unfortunately, job. Steve, no, I wouldn't be uh, a few inches taller. I'm just a short, fat man. <laughs> I never go up. <laughs> it's like, it's, again, it's like that. It's like with the, the, the thingies on there. It's like... I spent an entire skirmish just moving these sort of backwards and forwards just to see how the, the thing just to get sit it on. sit right, just to get it sit right because there's nothing mm-hmm. worse than a headset or anything like that that sits slightly wrong because then you're yeah. like, oh, sorry, but it's uncomfortable. And all the, the padding and stuff inside your helmet, just adjust a bit of it, move it, and just try it. Um, because grizzing it out, you're just going to get annoyed with it and then not use it again. Mm-hmm. So use skirmishes to abuse your kit and make sure they're right for. Proper games. Mm. Skirmishes are still proper yeah. games. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks ever so much for coming on the show, Steve. Yes. Been, uh, Stu, sorry. Yeah. Not Steve. I don't know why I called Steve. Steve. <laughs> sorry. Whoever you are. 
<laughs> man in the it corner. It's been, <laughs> yeah, been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I apologise, I just forgot your name, so that's really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's even written there. Um, it's written underneath. No, I know, I know, I know. I think it's because I'm reading the comments and Stephen Whitehead's been to messaging. I was sort of trying to keep track yeah. of everyone's names and stuff. So anyway, now Stuart, thank you ever so much for coming on. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. pleasure. I know I've learned a lot this evening. Yeah, no, brilliant. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or sort of follow you, uh, do you want to talk about how they can do that? Uh, Instagram again. I am more than happy to talk people's ear off about absolutely anything. I say it at the like again proving grounds. We say it in the brief about like uh, there's a few key things that like bolly or jewel creep or anything like that. I I'm quite happy to to reiterate like say the same thing over and over and over and over again because it, it it's it's scary how long I've been in airsoft. And I'm still repeating the same things from five years ago <laughs> that some people just don't know. And again, that's not a case of people not listening. It's new players or anything like that. So I I will happily talk your ear off about what some people might think is boring, but we're just trying to keep you safe. That's all it is. Hmm. Especially especially this stuff. This stuff is yes. oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. Crazy at the moment. So yeah. And jewel creep as well. It baffles my mind that some sites still chrono on twos, but that is another video. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> I think we've gone down that rabbit hole many a time. <laughs> well, um, we've so next got, week a, we've got gonna... a little diamond scale on site now, so we can wear your BBs because some people go, I don't know. They don't know yeah. what they're running, so we'll we'll weigh them for you. We don't care. We just we just want where they're here to make you safe, and that is it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, like, what 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 are they buying? <laughs> exactly. Just going to a BB dealer on the corner. Do you want to buy some BBs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I've got. I'll just give oh. you a bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's mental. Um, we're going to be doing a Q&A next week. Uh, Lance will be back. So if you Yay. want to get your questions in or just contact us, you can do so on our email of nofochat at hotmail.com. Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot underscore nofo. Or you can get in touch with us on our website of novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Uh, yeah. These, in the meantime, the change of episodes as well. I just wanted to talk about that. Oh, yeah, or you can contact us on our Instagrams, um, which is on the screen now. Um, so we, we've we've had to slightly change the lineup for how we're going to be running episodes uh, once a month. So the last episode of the month, um, we're going to be playing around with a little bit due to some work commitments uh, for some of the mm-hmm. teams, specifically Lance. Um, but basically, we're going to be running that episode at 7 o'clock on on those days so we'll try and make that clear um it will probably go horrifically chaotic and confusing um yeah. but we'll try our best to to make that clear and the aware transition we'll easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it'll just be it'll be basically one episode a month will be starting at seven o'clock instead of our normal time at eight o'clock uh, all the rest of them will stay at eight um and we'll see how that goes we think we'll play with that we yeah. think <laughs> No plan ever oh. spice first contact with the enemy. Or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but unfortunately, uh, I can't describe our audience it. as the enemy. Yeah, uh, but a good way to no, remember. Time is uh... always the enemy. <laughs> yeah, time. <laughs> is, um, click that no- notification button. I said it. I did it. Stick that notification on and you'll be able to get lovely little notifications of when we go live. Yeah. There you go. And then you don't even have to think. Like us. <laughs> yeah. Anthony says, could it be the first time viewers are late? That could be. 
<laughs> yeah. But we'll we'll just play it by ear and we'll work with it. It'll be fine. It'll probably be us that are, it'll probably be us. We'll still be late. <laughs> it'll yeah. be seven o'clock and we won't even log on till quarter past. Right, Stuart, thank you ever so much for coming yes, on. Thank Absolute you. pleasure. Roger. Absolute pleasure. Great uh, Andy, closing words? Um, don't be a tit. And on that note, we'll see you later. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Stay no <nofo. laughs>